Hello, and welcome to the Dangerous Creatives Podcast. If you're growing your photography or creative business, you're in the right place. Each week, we deliver a workshop-style solo show, expert interview, or motivating story from our community, so you can tune in to find encouragement, motivation, and ideas to help the right people find you and your amazing work. I'm your host, Kristen Sweeting. I'm a photographer and coach, and my favorite thing is helping dangerous creatives just like you stand out in a world that just wants us to blend in. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Dangerous Creatives Podcast. And this episode, Kristen is joined by Courtney and Julie from Envision Events, They were one of the first interviews she did on this podcast about four, five years ago, and she is excited to follow up with them and chat about the business of luxury weddings. As a reminder, we are filling our Thursday mastermind, which is the road to hundred K for photographers and creatives, which you can check out at dangerschool.com slash mastermind. If you want to be a part of it, we'd love to have you. And now here's the show. allowed ourselves to live in this digital world so much that forces us to compartmentalize what we present. Like an Instagram account has to have a particular message. Your brand has to be about a particular thing. Otherwise, the person who's viewing it is getting confused about what it is and they don't want to follow something that they don't understand. And and so like it, it now perpetuates the problem of people trying to be this particular thing that they're told they have to be online and then they can't be anything else, which scares them to ever be themselves. And, and I'm like, I I think that's maybe I've just uncovered my biggest gripe with Instagram at the moment. Like I've just been so angry with Instagram for the past like two years. Is that a a gripe with society though? Even more so than just Instagram specifically, because it's like, we grow up in this world where it's like, you have to fit, or I won't say you have to, because you don't, but we grow up in this world, in this society where you're supposed to label yourself something. You're supposed to fit over here in this box, or maybe that box isn't for you. So go fit over here in this box, or maybe you're not supposed to be in a box. Maybe you're in a tube. So you go over here to this tube. And it's like, but we're so much more than these things. Like, oh yeah, yeah. We're all the things all at once. And like, so like, do we have to label ourselves? Do we have to, can we just be all the things and like, like a really good crock pot recipe, can't it just simmer? And sometimes (laughs) the garlic is bubbling up a little bit more than the chicken, right? And it's like, or sometimes the note, like in a really good wine, right? Sometimes- a certain note, like a fruity note or an oaky note or whatever it might be is coming through more than something else, even though that wine has a lot of flavors in it, right? Yeah, but I think that people naturally don't reach that point without one age and experience and just like sheer maturity, you know, like it it just takes a little bit more life. 25 year old Julie would never be able to do that. Never. Yeah. I'm so on the same page with y'all though. And I think we've had these conversations before where we're like people, all of a sudden you take the word luxury wedding and all of a sudden anyone in that world thinks that means I need to be, I have to act a certain way. I have to be a certain person. Mm -hmm. And Really, I think the magic is where you just turn up the dial on who you already are and be more of that magical person. I don't know. How do y'all see that coming out in the industry? Well, that is the secret. Like literally you just gave away the secret. That's the billion dollar secret. Everybody wants to know it. We've shared it ourselves. The problem is, Kristen, no one, or I should say no one, there are few people who are really willing to lean into that because they're unsure of who they are. And there's some of these like deep, deeper kind of, I call them wounds, but they're little boos that need a little, you know, they need a little healing. They need a little TLC. And 
So they're not, they don't want to go there. They're, they're too scared or they're, um, they're questioning themselves or doubting themselves. Some, some person somewhere at some time told them something and they believed it was true and they believed a lie, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I get it. Like people get messed up. And so then, yeah, they want to put themselves in all these boxes because that feels safe. I think it feels safer to them. Like the safe thing is to not show people who you really are, it's, to not be. But it, you it's, know. it's easier. I, I think it's just easier. That's for sure. But I think it's easier when I think of like, I mean, I was so young when I started my business, 100% didn't know who I was, but I could create this brand as I saw fit from scratch. That's way easier to do than to start with whatever baggage you already have and Mm -hmm. figure out what you're going to make of it. And like, and even Envision has gone through its own lifespan of like, well, it's this right now. And it's kind of like turning into and morphing into a, a better version of itself. But I got to decide that consciously along the way versus like myself is, you know, that's between me and my therapist. (laughs) Right. That's so true. Here's the thing, Kristen, there are, there are rules to luxury strategy. Like, and I'm using, I'm talking about rules. I'll, I'll use air quotes because at the end of the day, we're in an industry that is based on art and like are there any rules to art? Like, isn't it right. in the eye of the beholder at the end of the day, right? Like everything's meant to be broken at some point. Right, that too. Like I I love learning the rules and mastering the rules of like anything. I mean, not not just business, not just luxury weddings, whatever. And when you learn and master the rules and get really comfortable with them, okay, then you can break them and then you can make them your own and then you can flip them on their head and then you can, you know... um try to fuck the system. But also too, for me, I feel really confident when I know, when I know the rules really well to something, then I'm also in this confident space. Well, when you're really confident, you're willing to maybe buck tradition or buck the norm or speak up and speak out or, you know, whatever it might be. And so I think I think too, like, yes, there are, there is strategy um, specifically with this niche of client in any industry, not just weddings. I mean, it's luxury strategy and what that particular niche of client is looking for is also specific in hospitality, in fiction, in food and beverage, you know, in travel, in cards and watches and all the things. But at the end of the day, if you do peel back the layers of the onion of strategy, what you have at the core is someone or something or a brand or a persona or whatever it is who knows who the hell they are and shows up as that and literally doesn't give an F what anybody else has to say about it, period. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but it's Matt and it's like, but we all get in you, you just laughed because it's like, you know, like, you can probably think of people, places or things that like fired you up in that kind of way. And you're just like, wow, like, man, I really love this. Like, no, something that you're into. I don't know, coffee, like wine. I don't know. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I, you mentioned hotels. I could riff about hotels for a long time because I've learned so much about client experience through hotel Mm. or, you know, client experience. And so I'm like, oh, I could, I've been to hotels that are expensive where I was like, that was not a luxury hotel. And I've been to hotels that are expensive where I'm like, that changed my life, you know? So maybe that one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, I'd be curious, like in those two hotel experiences was one like a mega conglomerate and another was maybe more boutique or more, um, I'd be curious if there was any correlation there where like where you had the more enduring experience. Yeah. It was those those members of that team that put together that experience for you, whether it was the front desk, the valet, a concierge, someone servicing your room, whatever it was. 
did they have more of a mentality in that culture to run it like they own it? Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, I, I felt like it was very personal, you know, so the one example, the fancy hotel that has a big name that's in a big city, it was just like, like there were luxury brand names all over. There were, you know, the, the Chanel shop was in the hotel, but like mm-hmm. no one could give a whatever about us being there or about like a good experience or, you know, mm-hmm. all everything was just clunky. And then, um, and, and really, I think more on this one was more on the snobby side. And then the actual, the actual luxury experience that was so life-changing, I felt like was not snobby at all. They knew all of our names. They went out of their way to make it this very personal experience. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like everyone on the property knew where we were at, at all times, you know, like where's yeah. Mrs. Sweeting's group, you know, like they knew exactly where we were. <laughs> like, I know yeah. you just touched on with that, that we've talked about before, but it's a great, it's a great discussion to bring up again too, is that luxury makes you feel a certain way. People, mm-hmm. people want to say, well, what is luxury? Well, it's how, how does something make you feel? And I even, I even compare art in general, any art, any medium, it's meant to make you feel something. And it's like, maybe this is just that brand that companies these peoples this is their form of art this luxury high-end hospitality guest experience and that's their medium i uh dallas i think dallas first of all and i'm along for the ride ah that actually is funny no that considering what i'm about to talk about but he has gotten into watching this couple youtuber um that they travel, Kara and Nate, I don't know, they're pretty popular. So I don't know if y'all might've seen them, but they're, they're young, they've been traveling the world and they're, they're YouTubers. That's just, just what they do. And they recent, they'll stay in like super high end luxury or like review a super first class flight on Emirates or whatever, you know, but then they'll also do something super backwoods off the grid, you know, camping, whatever. So they kind of like span the gamut. And they, the video we watched last night of theirs was staying at this, um, it's on Lake Titicaca in Peru. And there's this community that lives on the actual lake. Like they build their homes and their little town on these floating reeds on the lake. Like you'll so see like boat. physically in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. And so like, there's this one family that has an Airbnb that you can come and stay with them and you have this experience of being like, there goes Kristen's next retreat. I know. Right. <laughs> I'm like taking And notes. it's not like, it's obviously like there, it, it kind of looked like a little, what they were staying in was like this yurt that was not exactly frilly, but also kind of like homey, you know, if someone just threw up like a, a little shed off in the middle of the woods and you know, that's just where they like to get away from it all. That's kind of what it looked like. And this family took care of them. Like they had dinners with the family as their Airbnb guests. Their daughter would serve them coffee in the morning, like come to their yurt and give them coffee. And the takeaway for them was like, we have been in very luxury places, but this is so meaningful and so personal that how I feel right now is completely different than luxury for luxury's sake, you know, just because someone slaps the name luxury on it. And I was like, man, man, like, how am I like having these same, I'm watching the same things, having the same discussions every time I turn around and it's like with strangers on YouTube who are, you know, I I don't know. It it was a very interesting thing to watch. I could send you all the, the link. I thought it was really great. Yeah. I do love that shift towards like a meaningful experience, you know, and Mm -hmm. like creating something that is going to be a lasting memory for people and a way that they're going to feel afterwards too. Mm -hmm. And I think a thing that you guys do so well with your brands is you have a really cohesive experience when people view the work that you put out there, when you work together with you, like there is a, like you can catch the vibe before you even are working together. 
So I don't know if y'all want to talk more about that because I know there are some things we've talked about before, even just like built with building brand partners as you were building your business and the different, different, like really intentional steps you've taken um, to have that meaningful connection with your clients. Um, like, is that what luxury feels like to you? Because that's the vibe I pick up from y'all. For sure. And yeah, I think if you ask anyone, luxury is going to mean something different every day to someone. Like when I'm in a hurry, in a rush, luxury is like someone came to my door and grabbed my bags and I wasn't expecting it. That's what luxury is. Mm, That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But if it, you know, on some other day when I'm taking my time, it's the thoughtfulness of uh, knowing that I don't want eggs in the morning. I really want a piece of very unhealthy you know, coffee cake instead of, that. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just like, what, what, what is luxury on any given day? But I think for our brand specifically is being able to spend very personal time with our, our clients. And one very specific thing that I did, um, and I've always felt comfortable doing it is being in our client's personal space at their request. If they request us to be in their homes, if they, you know, we do destination weddings a lot and these clients have homes in these destinations. And if they invite us to spend the night in their home, I will take them up on it. And I'm not scared of doing it. I'm not like, I don't feel like it's an invasion of my, of my time or anything like that. It is a way for me to give that extra piece of comfort level. I think that I am, I am comfort, I'm comfortable with you inviting me in, first of all, and I'm comfortable with you seeing me as a real person. Mm-hmm. Love that. I, I think for me, and this is Julie's 16th year with it, you founded the Envision 16 years ago, and I've been with you, I think, yeah, like 11, 12 of those, or maybe, anyways, it's, getting to the point where I can't keep up with it anymore. But um, for me, it's all about having someone. I I like the idea of my clients feel supported. Totally. And, you know, for me, Julie, you were kind of just talking about like how, yeah, at any given moment, luxury is going to mean something different to each person and even to the same person in different scenarios. And I think for me, something I do come back to is that for something to be luxurious, it supports me. And like, so like my $6 Starbucks that I get mm, basically daily, (laughs) that is a luxury because I just, it feels nice to have a treat every day. It just feels good. But then also like, okay, like the mattress that I sleep on it's a Tempur-Pedic that to me feels luxurious, but it literally takes care of me, you know, but then it's like, okay, if I go to a real Greg and I and William are going to sea Island this weekend for uh, Memorial day. And I know we've been there before we started going last year and the staff there is incredibly accommodating. They, they do tend to you on a personal level. It's very, very family oriented. So children of all ages, it's easy. It feels effortless Mm -hmm. and it's enjoyable. And I just feel like it feels solid and safe to be there and like make a memory and get in the pool and go ride the bike and go to dinner and do all these things. And so it's like, I want to bring that same energy and setting to my clients that they can, that they can feel safe, that they can have this effortless experience that yes, is joyful and aesthetically pleasing. And all of this, all of these wonderful things that bring, bring their favorite people together. And it's so thoughtful and, you know, just again, this laundry list of niceties But in the end, that is luxurious to be taken care of and to be supported and really to kind of just be seen and heard. I feel like we do a lot of that um, for our clients, just understanding so innately what they desire that it feel it, it is effortless for them to have this, you know, monumental experience. It's one day in their life they're spending, you know 
for all intensive purposes, gobs of money on, on this. And it's a lot of time and energy that go into weddings as well. Right. Um, and it can, it can be effortless, easy. You can feel supported and you can have all the other good vibrations. <laughs> Hey friends, if you're listening to this, you're most likely a small creative business owner or you're working towards building a side hustle from what you love. You're tuning in because you want to get better at what you do and create more freedom in your life while you do it. Well, there is an easy way to leap forward, manage your business better with 17 Hats. 17 Hats is the premier management platform for solo creative businesses And in no time with 17 hats, you can improve how you handle leads, manage client communication, and automate scheduling to free up so much time and energy. We use this program in our own business, and I am talking hours of time that we get back each week, not just minutes. 17 hats lets you handle quotes, contracts, and invoices, so it's super easy for your clients, and you can get back to doing what you love. Let's reclaim all of that time that you're getting lost now to phone calls and rewriting that email over and over. If you're looking to improve, then improve how you do business with 17 Hats. Get started for free at 17hats.com and use the code DANGEROUS to get 50% off your first year when you sign up for a plan. I love the like being able to anticipate what someone needs. I think that that is a really big part of that too. Of I I know what you need before you need it. Like I mm-hmm. you know like this hotel example. It's like mm-hmm. they knew that when I got back to the room, I might want a glass of wine and some s'mores. You know, and I'm like, yes, lovely. <laughs> and it's like, who knew that just a glass of wine and s'mores could put you over the edge and just that 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 would do it for you? But it's. <laughs> It, it, it's true, you know, mm-hmm. it, um, we, we went to Sea Island last um, Memorial Day and we came back to the room one night and they had a little baby turtle toy on the bed for William. And I was like, oh man, these folks know where my bread is buttered and it is yeah. with my child. <laughs> and if you, if you show interest that in my child, oh man, if you are taking care of him and acknowledging him as as an, an independent human like yes he's little yes maybe he can't communicate in the same way that we as adults are communicating but like he's worthy too and when these properties like acknowledge that oh it just melt it melts me oh yeah i'm a sucker <laughs> <laughs> i think it's hard for me to um define i know you were talking about how you had the big name luxury property experience and it didn't feel luxurious to you and it and you know something that's still luxury it doesn't carry the same brand name or something like that and I, and I um connect with that because it took me a while you know I sort of like we are so gifted in this in being in the positions that we are of like being able to see a vast array of really amazing locations and properties and getting these like incredible experiences. And through that, I've been able to like narrow down where I actually feel like, oh, I feel like my best self here. I feel like mm-hmm. this this is where I'm ultimately comfortable. And you know, you can do any sort of brand analysis on, you know, uh, a St. Regis versus Ritz-Carlton versus Amon versus Montage, like, you know, fine, go do your brand analysis and tell me about it. But I can tell you 100%, I have never felt more comfortable or more myself than when I met the Ritz-Carlton in Bachelor Gulch. That, like, I can walk in, it's, it's the right balance of well-appointed and yet ultimately comfortable and unpretentious. And like, it's just me. I I feel like myself, that won't rule out the fact that I really love being at like Palmetto Bluff or, you know, some of these other like incredible, well, I I was at Amanyara, you know, all well, right after shutdown. And I'm like, who gets this experience of being in this ridiculous, amazing location wasn't it Gigi Hadid was there? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, That's who. She came in after. She came in after. Like, 
uh, Valerie was actually saying in the suite that she came into after. <laughs> uh, and yet I can still say, no, I feel like my ultimate self when I'm in Bachelor Gulch. And I don't know why. It just, that's, it, it is what it is. That's so, a really, that's a really good observation though. And Kristen, this ties into what you were just saying too, about you love when um, s- someone can anticipate what you need, right? Mm-hmm. I think we do that with Envision so well, Julie. We we create this space for someone's wedding experience to happen. Yes, both physically and tangibly and aesthetically, but also just like energetically. We create this space where people can be, it's their natural extension of themselves. It just happens to be their wedding day. And it's interesting that this is coming up because in our minds, part of serving luxury clientele really well, that niche is understanding that their wedding is just another day in their life. And there's behavior patterns in their everyday life that just get shifted to this one weekend, this one moment in time. And as you better understand how they live their lives and what at the core might be important to them, how they feel seen and heard, how they feel taken care of, how they are just themselves and you can ex- you can extrapolate that from everyday life and just plan it over here in their wedding like it all makes sense and it all works and they they feel seen and heard and they feel so comfortable but part of that is is us as the service providers right. anticipating what they are going to want before they even know they want it oftentimes our clients yes do our clients know what they want yes sure But oftentimes it's not until we unlock something for them and show them something or throw something out at them or say, what if this, or have you considered this, that they even realize, oh yeah, okay. I really like what you're doing with that. Let's go to that place. I want to go there. And something that Julie and I will tell them, we'll even tell them this on an inquiry call, um, but we'll remind them about it throughout the process is that we will get to know them better than they know themselves when it comes to this experience. Yeah. And we will, we will be in their heads and they like, it's like mind blowing for them through certain phases of the process of working together because they're just like, wow, like, how did you pull that out of me? I've never like shared that with you. And we're like, Oh, we got you girl. Don't worry. Like we know (laughs) we see you. Like we got you, you know, and I think part of that too, that's, that's high-end artistry. Like when you're so good at what you do, it just happens. It's just this natural, um, just this natural flow. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that this is a good like wraparound back to what we were talking about at the beginning. Cause I do think the most beautiful part of running a creative business and working with clients at this level is guiding them up towards that transformation, like the self-actualization, like someone gets to become a better version of themselves through their wedding or through Mm -hmm. the photography or through the coaching that you're doing. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. you get to bring this, um, this, this, um, yeah, transformed person out. They're like, I didn't even know that was, I was capable of that, you know? And so I think that that's like, just such a cool part of what we do. And when you do something, when you know something really well, you know, like y'all know how Mm -hmm. to plan a wedding really well. And so you can help that happen for someone. I've always always said that like, there's a part of a wedding that you have to let go of control from our side of the fence. I mean, we need our clients to let go of control at some point too, but... (laughs) Uh, when it comes to design and, you know, what you see of a wedding afterwards and these photos and, you know, everything looks so perfect. But the thing is, from my standpoint, is if I have designed something to the inch and there's no other, like, it is perfection on paper and it has to be that way when it's produced, it stops having that life part of it. 
And so I've always tried to remember like, okay, you've got to let go and let it have its own, its own life. It ha- It is its own thing because it now lives for somebody else. I have done what I can do. And now, okay, like just let it be. And that's actually when the uniqueness comes out. Like it, you allow it to progress the way it's supposed to progress. And the creatives that you've brought on board get to bring their own flavor to the mix and letting, and then when the couple and the family and the guests get in, then it has yet another version of its life because like, I can't add that. That's all on them. So Mm -hmm. it's a, you know, we can, we can orchestrate and we can plan and we can blueprint and we can do all of these things. But if you can't just sort of like step back and like, okay, this is, I, I no longer own this. It's not mine yeah. and just let it be. And then, then it can be something really kind of magical. And um, you know, those, those are always my favorite weddings, you know, from, especially from an aesthetic standpoint of like, after it's like, yeah, because I let, I let the artists who are a part of it do their, do their thing too. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a lot of intangibles that come with how, you know, weddings come to pass. And I, I'm sure, you know, going through a creative process from a client's point of view can probably be, you know, yeah, you can have renderings and drawings and everything, but I'm still going to come back to, all right, just, just, just trust. We're going to, I'm going to let something like develop and see what happens. And then, you know, we'll circle back. We'll make sure like, okay, if we don't really love where this went. Oh, we'll, we'll bring it back over here. It's okay. Just, just, just let it live. Let it breathe. <laughs> Well, and it's really too late in this episode for me to be introducing y'all, but I wanted to do the introduction of my friends, Julie Bunkley and Courtney Wolf from Envision Events, because y'all were one of my very first podcast guests on this podcast. And this is getting to be um, kind of like a a revisiting of what's happened in the last uh, three or four years for y'all, like how have things yeah. changed and evolved? I feel like I haven't, I meant to go back and listen to our old episode and then be like, man, look at how much we um, all have evolved you, since then. It's funny. Um, now that you mentioned that, I kind of want to go back and listen because I'm curious of how we show up, like just in the cadence of our voice or the strength of our voice or, you know, I don't know, the dialect or the inflection. Can you hear growth? I'm curious if if we'll be able to hear the growth in our voices. And yeah. Me too. That'll be fun. (laughs) Now you'll know what I'm doing once we um, get off of here. No, we haven't we all lived a lot of life these last, was that 2019, Kristen? I think so. Wow. And Courtney yeah. and Julie, y'all were so generous to come and drive to my house when I just was like, I've never made a podcast before, but will you be on it? And it was so fun. So thank you just for always being the most generous friends. And um, I'm just so excited to have you back here again. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing your space yeah. with us. It's it's definitely super special. Um, yeah. Well, we have to- since... Yeah. So share, a, share what's happened since then. Yeah. So since then, Julie and I were both in Birmingham um, and we had an office in Birmingham. And since summer of 19, we have let our office in Birmingham go. We both work from home now, but I moved to Atlanta for um, Greg, my husband's, his career. We literally moved March 13th, 2020. Oh my gosh. Um, that was <laughs> literally the weekend the pandemic like I think officially began right um I have since become a mom as well and Julie and I um in our never-ending quest to um just do all the things and we always have all these ideas and just our brains well they're just always going places we (laughs) um we started a online learning community with a um, a colleague and friend of ours, Wendy Kay of Birds of a Feather Events. She's a designer and planner based out of Dallas, Texas. Um, we started that also in um, the early days of the pandemic. April of 2020 is when we launched. 
And it um, has since grown to, to be 400 members strong across the US. Um, we touch 18 different disciplines and um, that's been thriving. And it's just like, what's next? That's incredible. It's been so fun to see that launch and take off and grow and help so many people. So it's been very, very cool to to get to watch from afar while you've been doing all of that over the last couple of years. Well, yeah, that's I, our- I can't say that we had any, any preconceived ideas of like, you know, we've been we've been talking about this for years and then we launched it and it was a success. Like it kind of just happened. but it it was just things I mean you know y'all know how it is it's just like something comes to you and you just feel it and you just go with it and you don't really think about it and it's like you almost don't even have expectations for it other Mm -hmm. than maybe you have a feeling a gut feeling and like a vision and so you just you just go with it and you don't even have all you don't have it all figured out Anyone listening to this podcast, if you think you need to figure something out before you go do it, that's the exact wrong way (laughs) to, to figure something out. You clarity comes from action. And so you just have to go do, and you just have to go be and go do. I think Um, this plays back to, oh, go ahead, Julie. I just call it the surprise of my career, honestly, because, um, it, I said, yes, you know, like people, people have the, whatever the, does it say yes and figure it out later? That's kind of what Courtney was talking about. Yeah. I said, yes. And and we're, are we still figuring it out? I guess we are. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, that's the beauty of all this. That's the beauty of life. You never have it figured out. So it's always just the next layer that you're unlocking in Mario, you know, and then you just figure (laughs) it out as you go. Totally. Well, wrapping it back around to kind of like the personal development stuff we were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. when we were, you know, like we're afraid to fully live. We're afraid to try things. We're afraid to risk things or we're afraid to really let people be ourselves. Like, is there anything you Mm -hmm. can share on your own journey of like, like what, how, what things did you miss out on? Maybe that's not the right way to ask it, but, but by not being yourself earlier in your career and how have you seen kind of like letting some stuff go in some ways and doing it a little bit messy Mm. like what has that produced in your career maybe just an encouragement to someone that's really clinging to perfectionism right now um freedom joy and um a lot of money what I previously (laughs) had missed out on by not embracing myself yeah but freedom um joy just peace um, being at peace, like feeling just this, this, um, level of contentment of just like natural contentment, like inside of myself. And that there's not, there's nothing outside of me that I have to have. Like, I'm not necessarily searching for anything. Like I just can rest in myself and that's enough. And yeah, it's brought a lot of freedom, a lot of joy, a lot of peace. And to be very frank and open and transparent, which is the name of the game for Julie and I, it's brought me a lot of money, which yeah. then in turn has given me more freedom, more options, and more ways to um, just impact the world around me. Totally. Mm-hmm. What about for you, Julie? Um, I think just like faster growth, probably, of... Um, and Dallas and I joke a lot that uh, it just takes us longer to be, you know, where if you if you have a preconceived idea of where you think you're going to be at any particular age or point in your career or whatever, um, I'm like, yeah, we always reach where we want to go. It just takes us longer than I what I perceive others doing it. You know, all of this is perception. It's not, I know it's not necessarily based on fact, but um, I say, yeah, yeah, it just takes us longer, as in like. You know, we stayed in a very small market, lived in a small town for probably three or four years longer than necessary. And it was just based on sheer comfort level. Like, oh, well, we understand it here. We're comfortable here. And then as soon as we moved ourselves to, you know, 
what a huge market Birmingham is like, woohoo, big step. <laughs> um, but, but as soon as we moved there, it's like, man, we could have done this a long time ago. Like, okay, yeah. I'm not, I, I don't want to necessarily put lots of regrets on my life, but at the same time, I am recognizing like, okay, we could have done that a while ago. And then Dow started his own business and he's like, yeah, I could have done this a while ago. Maybe not, you know, we could, I couldn't have done this successfully in Auburn, but I could, we could have moved somewhere else and I could have started my own business a long time ago, but I'm here now. So that's great. You know, we're getting where we want to be time, just slower. Everything happens exactly how it's supposed to, when it's supposed to, you know, and then that's the whole beauty of it too. It's like, Okay, but it's these know. things. Yeah. <laughs> is it more just kind of that? I, reco- I think, it's like the reckon like yeah. recognizing that if you had taken the jump a little bit sooner, it could have happened mm-hmm. sooner. You're like, oh, I was so you know, I don't know if it was scared or whatever, but I was afraid mm-hmm. to take that jump, and now I wish I hadn't been so scared to do that. Mm-hmm. Or just like trusting yourself that you you can you can be something different you know, than what you know right now. Is it, did I say, I can't say that it was ultimately scary to move. It was just like, just like why we understand, you know, we we get where we are right now. We understand it. So why try to like figure else, figure out something new. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we just weren't trusting ourselves to, to take that on at the time. Um, and I am certainly not upset with, what I've done, you know, after any such moves or, you know, where it's taking us. So, so yes, things happen at the right time, but also, yeah, I don't know. Could it could have been faster? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah, everything it's like, we live in a society of instant demands and instant sure. um, fulfillment. So yeah, everything could always be faster. Right. Well, yeah, we need to. Yeah. So then, then the magic becomes learning how to collapse time, right? <laughs> Which that could be a whole other episode. Courtney, <laughs> I'm like, we got some, we got some manifestation practices we need to talk about. We've got some, we've got some things to talk about. Um, yeah. Okay, but y'all, one of the things that y'all get to have a front row seat to working inside of the wedding industry working with a whole lot of different clients and a bunch of different businesses. And, you know, most people listening to this podcast run a creative business, are a photographer, are creative. What are some of the things that like across the board are true of people that are really out there killing it or really feeling fulfilled in their work? Are there any um, things that you see that are common threads across the people that are just out there doing the thing they want to do? you already tapped into it a little bit um, and gave away the, you know, billion dollar secret of like, they are truly just, you. they're just them. The good, the bad, the ugly, they're comfortable with it. They're confident in what they bring to the table. They do know their craft inside and outside, no questions asked. Where they don't know something, they're also comfortable acknowledging that. Where they don't have an answer for us, they're comfortable saying, you know, I don't know, but let's figure it out. Or, hey, I'm going to figure this out. Or, you know, and like, there's no, there's no shame or guilt. Um, They're incredibly confident. Um, They have no egos. Egos do not live in the world where Julie and I operate, both personally, professionally, with our, with our wedding clients, with our community, like, no, just, just ego. You got to drop that off at daycare or something and let it like play out <laughs> on the merry-go-round. I don't know, you know, get, get some childcare for the ego, but you got to leave that somewhere else. Um, so no ego, but incredibly confident and comfortable with themselves. Um, incredibly team oriented. They know, um, they know like they're not operating in a silo, but neither are we that it is this culmination of like scratching my back, but I'm scratching your back, but you're like taking care of this and I'm taking care of this. And it's this like cohesive, it's this really nice ecosystem where everyone is just playing really nicely with each other. No one has their hiney clenched about, well, what title am I getting? Well, what, what credit am I getting? Well, 
well, are you publishing this first or am I publishing this? Like that, none of that, like that does not exist at this, at, at this echelon. And if you find yourself dabbling in some of those behaviors, that's okay. Take a look at it because there's some deeper work that's showing up there in why you feel you might need to clench your hiney over something or why the ego may need to show up. Um, but th those are some, some of the commonalities I see. I'd be curious to know Julie's perspective and yours too, um, Kristen, on this, what you see across the board. Well, to me, it's more of what you, you don't see. You don't see the years that they struggled. You don't see all of the backbreaking hard work, the, the years probably of not knowing if they can continue on in this business, if they could pay all of their bills, they have a family to support. Um, that's the stuff you don't see. So, you know, the, the people killing it have <laughs> done some extremely hard work to get to where they are. Um, so all respect for the commitment for, um, you know, everyone has somebody supporting them along the way, whether it is someone you're actually legally married to, or it is, the the friend or business partner who has been in your camp the whole time or the family who believes in you when no one knew your name you know like everyone has somebody who has or been the in mentor your camp. the coach yeah 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 um it it's it's a lot of the unseen so along with everything that Courtney said I think that a lot of that hard work um begets like no ego it begets like a lot of the other qualities that you you do see from the people who are doing amazing things and really killing it yeah you also one thing you don't see the risks people have chosen to take mm -hmm. the yeah. the things they have done even when they were scared guess what we're all doing it scared we're all doing yeah. it scared and anybody who yeah. tells you otherwise is it being completely and totally transparent with you? Right. Everybody's doing it scared. Everybody's taking yep. their own leaps. They look different for all of us. What scares me, Kristen, you could be totally comfortable with, right? And what mm -hmm. um, scares Julie is something that maybe I'm like, oh, I'll do that in my sleep. Like, I'm not worried. That's not where I'm, that's not where my worries lie mm -hmm. right now, you know? Um, but you don't see the risks people have chosen to take, whether... Mm -hmm emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, artistic, artistically, and yes, financially. Because I hear from people all the time, oh, well, I can't price, I can't, I'm, I can't price myself that way, or I can't do that, or I just, I can't, whatever, fill in the blank, I can't. Because I have a family. Because I'm the breadwinner. Because I've got bills. Um, you're looking at a breadwinner, who has a family, who has bills. We all got bills. Mm -hmm. Whether you take the leap and take the risk, whether you believe in yourself or not, you're still going to have your family. You're still going to have your bills. Like that, like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally. Yeah, totally. That was an early frustration for me in the photography industry is I was like, I'm... I'm here. I've got all the bills. I got a kid. I got like, I'm single parenting. Like we're a single mom. Yeah. And I'm just like, why are, why are you making excuses? You know, I was like, come on, you're like 25. Mm -hmm. Let's go. You know? <laughs> yep. Yep. And now I'm like, you know yeah. what? Sometimes I think the scariest risk is what we touched on earlier is actually being ourselves is actually admitting mm -hmm. that we want something or actually admitting we want to go for this dream that we thought wasn't available to us because then if we fail then that could like crumble our whole reality or at least that's what we think in our heads you know so sometimes I do think that personal risk is way scarier than the financial ones and the you know the oh, for sure the financial mm -hmm. ones are quantifiable and here's something too like money is always, you're always going to make more money. Like you're always going to, it's just because you take a risk, you don't stop like having access to your business or to your paycheck or to your bonuses or to your investments or to whatever it is. 
So it's like financial risks are actually the easiest because they're so incredibly quantifiable and we can kind of put them in a box. Yeah. In in one way though, the greatest risk of all is not taking any risk. Totally. That's, that's where you really are. T- that's the biggest risk is not taking risks. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Um, because you're just totally closing yourself off to possibility and anything like anything is possible. There are no rules written on stones somewhere, you know, anywhere that says Julie's not allowed to do this or Courtney's not allowed to do this or Kristen will never be this or whatever it might be look like for each of us. There, there are no rules. We live in a world where like we we get to make the rules. Like it's our lives and we're entrepreneurs and we're artists. Like, are you kidding me? That's like the ultimate trifecta of like what is possible. Totally. So totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, one more question for both of you is if someone's in the place where they're like, I feel like everyone sees me in this one box and I'm trying to get them to see me in this other box, you know, up leveling, whatever you're trying to trying to grow to the next level, but really kind of like worried about how people are viewing them. What would be your advice to them or a pep talk or something that they could focus on? Well, stop doing what you think people perceive you as. Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, I would, you know, you can, yeah. you can only, you can only change someone's perception if you are actually doing something different and letting them know about it. You know, you have to tell people I'm doing something different and then start showing that you are doing something different. Um, and talk the talk, it, walk the it walk. takes time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just you, you have to let it, you have to let it percolate for a little while and, um, and keep doing it. Consistency is true with everything in life. So how could it not be true here? Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people, want that instant gratification and when they don't see they don't see results in a month or whatever like they they get too frustrated and they start going in a different direction like well you know (laughs) i've told people that i'm probably the hardest um mentor or coach to work with because my answer to everything is give it time (laughs) but it's so true and it's so elementary and foundational but yeah people don't want to listen to it, but time is part of the equation and Mm -hmm. consistently doing whatever it is you're wanting to do over a period of time. Like that is what gets results. Um, you know, you wouldn't go to the gym for a day and do like five crunches and then come home and look in the mirror and be like, where are my abs? (laughs) No, you would go to the gym literally every day for months upon months upon months, months, maybe even years. I don't know. And you would do your crunches every day and you would do some other things that support how to have crunches, not just the work in the gym, because it's not just the work in the gym to have crunch, uh, to have your abs. Right. And then over time you would look in the mirror one day and you'd be like, Whoa, I have a six pack. Okay. Hello. You know? Um, I think, I think if someone is like, yeah, wanting to okay jump from this to that first, you have to change how you view yourself. That's where it's going to start. You've got to do some looking in the mirror and you've got to have a little, a nice little meeting with yourself. And you've got to start looking at and acknowledging yourself in the way you desire. And that that's some internal work. And it starts with you. Once you do that inside of you, it naturally lights up other people and they see you in that way too. You know, you got to drink your own, what do they say? You got to drink your own Kool-Aid first before anybody else is going to want to sip. And you've got to drink it and you've got to say, wow, this tastes good. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I know we had like, we had kind of touched on this earlier about um, being, actually being in the right spaces for you that allow you to create the network and the contacts and um, to be where you want to be, because, you know, if it wasn't for people 
taking a risk, but, you know, maybe a calculated risk because they knew who I was. We had already had a relationship of they recommended me to their clients who were booking their venue or, you know, they they just knew who I was and they wanted to work with me. That in turn referred a client to us that, you know, you can mark certain points in your career of like that was did it make or break me? Not necessarily, but it was a turning point in kind of what Courtney said of like changing who I thought I was and what I was worthy of or what I was, um, I was meant to be able to handle and the type of people I could work with. And, um, and it all goes back to, oh, it was because my friend works at an amazing venue that I've already known for years stuck her neck out for me and said, Hey, look at, go, go talk to Julie. She'd be really amazing to work with. And they hired me. And then I got that experience. And, um, you can't, you cannot overestimate the amount of value that your own network and the rooms that you put yourself in will do for your career. Mm -hmm. That's great advice. I think, I think too, Kristen, like you have to look at whatever it is. Who do you want to be? Who do you want to become? And we get to decide that. Each of us get to decide what the answer to that is. And once we decide what we want to be, A, we can change our mind later, which is cool. Um, but B, you just start being that person. You know, if I want to be a best-selling author, I just start showing up as a best-selling author. Well, what does a best-selling author do? They write, yes, but they think critically. And they acknowledge their thoughts and they somehow find a way to tangibly put down through words, their thoughts. And then, okay, sure. There's some like actual steps that people who write books do, right? You have to pitch to an agent and you get an editor and you get picked up and da, 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 da. But like, if I want to be a best-selling author, I'm just going to embody what that means to me and just start showing up as that. Because what, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Nobody knows. We don't know. Yeah. So think- figure out what you want, figure out who you want to be and just start acting or I want to even say acting, just start being that person, show up as that person. That advice applies across the board too. It's like, want to be a fit person? What do fit people do? They go run every day or hike every day. <laughs> they take or- care of their bodies. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. You yeah. want to be a great parent? What do they do? They slow down and find a way to spend time with their children in meaningful ways. It does not mean they're attached to their children all hours of the day. You want to be a great spouse? Same thing. You find meaningful, great spouses mm-hmm. find meaningful ways to connect with their partner. Well, then yeah. find meaningful ways to connect with your partner. Yeah, we um in between me and Dallas, like I notice that we can have the same kind of conversations often, and then all of a sudden I'll look up and I'll say, "Why are we continuing to have this conversation?" And neither of us have taken action on X, Y, Z. Like this is stupid. Let's do. (laughs) Yeah, I won't have written. Think about yeah, it like I wouldn't it. have even like realized, wait a minute, we've been having this conversation all year. What we're in May now. Why are we... okay? All right. Well, what are the steps to actually do something about this? Okay, now there this is this is some sort of movement. Great. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I also think if you're continuing to tell yourself you want something that you're not letting yourself take the action on you're, you're becoming a liar to yourself, which is like the opposite of growing confidence, right? Like I've like, I've had things on my list where I'm like, I want to do that. You know, I love kayaking or whatever. Why am I not kayaking? You know, like, why do I keep saying, Mm -hmm. saying these things that I'm not backing up with my actions? And I think doing that and getting in the habit of being like, if I want to be top photographer, I got to act like a top photographer. If I want to be someone mm-hmm. that travels the world with their kids, I got to book those flights and figure out how to move the money around, you know, like, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There so are, really, you know, there's some things like goals or, you know, accomplishments or accolades or whatever that you don't necessarily have control of. You can't deem yourself, you know, best planner named by Martha Stewart or whatever, you know, you can't. Yes, I can. I yourself. can say I'm whoever I want to be. <laughs> I can be whoever I want to be. 
but you don't bestow that title on yourself. Like Martha Stewart would have to like do that. But if, you know, for us, a goal, you know, earlier or really forever, because I am, you know, a product of planning my own wedding from the actual printed pages of Martha Stewart weddings back in the day, you people. Um, Yes, I wanted... I wanted my work to be printed in the pages of Martha Stewart. And we talked about it all the time. We would talk about how, you know, getting in Martha, this was a goal. I can't legitimately make that happen myself. That's not my decision. But what is my decision is doing the best job I can possibly do and aligning myself with the right creatives and the right, um, the right network, the right editors, the right, like, you do and all the right, these other things. The right, all of those things for you. Those were right for right. you and for Envision. Right. And for somebody else, Correct. maybe they're not right. But for you and for Envision, those were all very aligned, uh, aligned right. partnerships, aligned collaborations, aligned relationships. And you recognize yes. that too, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't... Um... Did I myself make it happen? No, about a gazillion people made it happen. But ultimately I was speaking, this is a goal of mine and I'm going to back it up with these actions to get to where it would even be possible. Um, so if, you're, if your goal is to be a top rated photographer, I, I don't know, whatever, whatever top rated is in your mind, um, if you're not taking the actions to make that even even possible, then like, no, it's never gonna happen. You can Shame keep talking, you, that, that's what's, yeah, that's lying to yourself. But if you talk about a goal and you literally are actively working on it every single day, then yes, you'll, you'll get, <laughs> you will get somewhere even if you are not able to have whoever is in charge bestow those actual, letters and titles across, you know, your signature on your email, then guess what? You'll probably be even further along. (laughs) You'll get something even better. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I love that. I have to remind myself that too. And, you know, um, I think the other thing that is helpful for our listeners to hear is how long you're kind of pushing that boulder up the hill before it Mm -hmm. rolls down the other side. Um, Mm -hmm. I say that with this podcast a lot of like, I, it took like maybe four years before there was traction, you know? So I'm Mm -hmm. like, sometimes it takes a lot longer than you think. And then, but it feels so sweet when you get to that tipping point and you're like, there's momentum. Mm -hmm. I feel it. So, you know, if you haven't felt that Mm -hmm. yet, a lot of times the answer is to keep going or pivot. Oh, (laughs) for sure. And then. What's funny about it though, is you get on the other side of that and it feels like those, that decade or that, that mm-hmm. five years or that four years or whatever it was, it feels like the, a blink, uh, you know, snap your finger. And it was the, it was, it happened in an instant, you totally. know? Um, so, totally. and also like pushing the, well, pushing the boulder doesn't sound fun, but the journey is fun. Yes. So like looking out the window at all the things as you maybe drive your car up that mountain. There you go. <laughs> Ride your bike That's up the really, mountain. <laughs> right. That's really fun. And then, you know, getting to the destination, you just go find another destination anyway. So it's like, as you, en- the more mm-hmm. you enjoy the ride too, the faster it is that you get to where you want to go. That's how it always, that's how it always works too. You know, and I really love being able to enjoy that journey with others, whether it's literally like Courtney, who is with me along on literally on this journey. But, you know, the the creatives that have worked with us along the way that, you know, any any like momentum or accolade or whatever that we have experienced in our careers, it's because other people were involved in that. And you get to share that you know, kind of across the board. And that's what makes this industry so unique. Yes. Yes. So I don't know for a little bit of time now. I don't know another industry that is like this. Like I, we, so often we compare the building construction industry to the wedding industry and 
as similar as they can act sometimes. It is not like this. I, I'm, I'm married to it. Toby's married to it. Like, no, it does not act. It does not have the community that the wedding industry is. And that's, I have found the most enjoyment out of creating Mm -hmm. that community. Totally. Well, speaking of, if people want to find y'all, if they want to join your community, how can people find you and connect with you? Well, so um, many ways. Yeah, <laughs> so many ways. So Julie and I are, um, we're envision.events um, on the internet. That's our website, envision with an I dot events. Um, but you can also follow Julie um, on Instagram. She's envision events. Again, envisions with an I. And then I'm Courtney underscore Envision on Instagram. Um, That's our wedding design planning um, place where we live. But if you want to come to our little corner of the internet and um, go on your own little journey towards self-actualization as a creative entrepreneur, that is Educate, Empower, Encourage. And we are EducateEmpowerEncourage.com. And we are Educate, Empower, Encourage on Instagram. Amazing. Um, we have the community. We've talked a little, touched a little bit about that. Um, we also have um, a very approachable, new, kind of accessible thing that just launched here this spring recently. It's a learning library. And it's all of our content from the past three years in the community. So if that um, if that sounds like something someone would be interested in, that is educate, empower, encourage library.com. And Kristen, I think, has a code that she can put in the show notes. Yeah. That I think will save um, listeners 20% off the learning library. So that's Ooh. where that's all of our videos and trainings and um just all of our content from the past three years. It's not actually community membership, but it'll still um, it'll still serve you in a season if you're if you're looking to go places and you want some support along the way. Amazing. Yeah, sometimes it takes just someone peeling back just a little bit of that curtain for to to be actually transparent about what um, what numbers what what kind of numbers are we talking about? You know, we we throw around the word luxury. What actually what what means what numbers mean that so it's a whole new world um, for so many um yeah you know at one point in time it was a new world for us um mm-hmm. but we've really become very comfortable in it very well versed in it we've been very observant and we have mm-hmm. downloaded a lot of I come from a marketing background marketing and sales. So I'm really into consumer behavior, just like general, like kind of psychology of people. And so it's been really fun as we, over the last, say over the last six to seven years, dabbling in this particular niche in the industry, just like watching the behaviors and the patterns that emerge. um, Not only has it equipped us to do very well in our business, of designing and planning weddings for these clients. But now as we've um, opened this door to coaching others and mentoring and leading others and teaching and training others, it's, it's been so incredibly valuable that we have, we've been on the front lines with these clients day in and day out for years. And we see how they act. We see what they want. We see what they ask for. We see what they don't want. We see what turns them off. Like it's fascinating, but it is a whole new world. It, It really is. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, thank you all so much for being on the podcast. We're excited for everyone to connect with y'all online and offline. Um, And thanks everyone for tuning in again to the Dangerous Creatives podcast. We appreciate you each time you listen. Thanks for being here. We're so grateful. This episode was produced and edited by the lovely Jen Madigan Creative. Music for this episode was written and recorded by Jamie Lono and Shammy D. Thanks for being part of our Dangerous Creatives podcast community, and we'll see you again next time.